You're listening to the Leah on Love podcast. I'm your host, Malia Manning. And before we dive into today's episode, I gotta let you know what you have to look forward to. Couple questions for you. Let me, I wanna suss you out. I wanna see where you're at. Curious, when's the last time that dating left you feeling confused? You're confused. Is he into me? Is he not? Am I going to hear from him again? Is he going to set up another date? Or maybe it's left you disappointed, feeling like you really had a connection with this person, which is rare, and then he just disappears or he starts to pull away, fade away. Or you feel like you're waiting around in that limbo stage of, is he going to take the next step? Are we dating? I don't know where he stands. Maybe you're in a relationship and you feel anxious or disconnected, and you're questioning if you're with the right person, is this it? You don't really feel valued or like your partner really cherishes you. Or perhaps you're in that boat that you've just started to uh, avoid love altogether, maybe without even realizing it. There's this belief that all men are the same, they're gonna disappoint me, I'm better off single, Maybe you've even tried, you know, talk therapy or reading the books and for some reason love just feels hopeless. If any of this is resonating, I've got great news for you. I'm so excited. We are going to be opening the doors again for Radiant Relationship Academy for our spring 2024 round. We will open early enrollment exclusively to those on the waitlist first end of February. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. If you do not know, Radiant Relationship Academy is my three-month group mentorship program, and it is phenomenal. (laughs) I've got to say, this program blows me away. I've ran it for almost four years. I have led over a hundred women into fulfilling, secure, healthy relationships, and it's all because of this program, the framework inside Radiant Relationship Academy. This program is designed for ambitious, independent women who are ready to overcome their trust issues, their reoccurring patterns, and finally relax into healthy love. So if you're ready to take all the confusion out of dating, never spend another minute on a dating app if you you don't want to, and have amazing, healthy men pursuing you consistently. If you want to know exactly who to trust so that you can navigate the red flags and open your heart to the right person, if you want to discover how to finally connect with a partner who aligns with your values and you get to feel that chemistry, but also compatibility, and you want to know that you will never slip back into your old patterns so that when you finally find the right person and connect with the right person, you know that you can sustain it. You know that you can keep it. The link to join the waitlist is in the show notes. You want to be on the waitlist. You're going to get early access to enrollment, discounts, bonuses. It's a whole party up in the waitlist. The link I said already, it's in the show notes. What will happen is you're going to get on the waitlist. We'll send an email and let you know, here we are. You're on. You're all good to go. And if you're the type of woman who's ready to like really be first in line and get some extra credit, when we send you that email to confirm you're on the wait list, click the link to go ahead and fill out the application. If you fill out the application, this lets me know 
you're serious. You really want to know if this is the right fit for you. You're ready to have a discovery call. You're literally going to be first in line so that when we open enrollment, I'm going to send you an email. You're going to have the link to schedule a time to connect with me and we're going to we're going to figure it out. We're going to know right then and there is this the right program for you? Is this the thing that's going to get you to where you want to be? All right. Now that you know what to look forward to, let's talk about today's episode. We are diving into this struggle, this challenge of feeling like you're too busy to date, feeling like you're too busy for a relationship, feeling like you got too much going on. You don't, you can't manage a relationship right now. So just take a moment and see if this resonates. Have you ever been in that position where you felt like you had too much on your plate? I can't manage another person right now. I can't manage all the energy. I can't spare all the energy it takes to date, to interact, to go on the dating apps, to get out there. So you just kind of pull your energy in and you just focus on the things you got going on. Maybe it's work friendships, your kids, your routine, going to the gym, and you just like focus on that. Now, while I understand you're a busy woman, you have things going on, and maybe you even feel really fulfilled. Maybe it's like, I don't really need that. I don't need that relationship. I'm just good on my own. I feel happy and fulfilled on my own. I love that for you. I'm so happy that you feel happy and fulfilled on your own. And I want to highlight something really, really important. So often when we say that we're too busy to date or that we're too busy for a relationship right now, it's actually highlighting something more. It's not really about being busy, having a lot going on. If there's this belief that you're too busy to date, too busy for a relationship, can't manage a relationship right now, most likely in your past, those relationships or your experience with partners was that of them requiring a lot of your energy, almost sucking your energy. Perhaps you felt like you had to take care of them. You had to fix them, you had to manage them, you had to take care of them in some way. You were almost mothering them. And the relationship required a lot of your time and your energy. It almost, it took energy from you. And so the problem here is that that's not relationships in their highest expression. Yes, absolutely. A relationship takes time. You get, you have to prioritize it. You spend time with this person. You pour your love into it. It does require time and energy. And that relationship can also add so much to your life. It can add value. It can add, it can literally add time and energy. Your relationships should actually nourish you. You know, like they... When you have a really healthy, secure relationship, it makes your life easier. It makes your life easier. It takes things off of your plate. And so again, this 
thought or this belief of I don't have the time to date, I don't have the time for a relationship right now, it's highlighting something under, under an underlying belief that is harmful. Long term, it's going to be really harmful because it's actually keeping a healthy, secure, nourishing relationship at, at a distance. You're not available for that because your belief system doesn't align with that. If you believe that you have to, you're, a relationship is a burden. It takes time. It takes energy. It, I have to take care of this person then you're gonna attract that type of partner, that type of relationship. And it's, yes, it's that type of partner, but it's also your the way you show up in relationship. So perhaps you have had partners in the past you felt like you had to take care of or fix, but that was your, what in you contributed to that? What in you feels more valuable or worthy when she's fixing and taking care of and managing what in you doesn't trust that she can trust her partner, that she can let go, that he knows what's best for him, that he's responsible for him. What in you settled for a partner who you were more in love with their potential than who they were currently? Because if you feel like you need to take care of and you need to fix and you need to manage your partner, you're trying to get them to step into the potential that you see that they can be, but that's not who they are today. And so, of course, that type of dynamic is going to lead to not feeling fulfilled because you're not in love with the person they are today. You're in love with who they can become. And maybe this person has no interest in becoming that. Maybe that's not what they want for themselves or they're just not ready to access that growth for themselves. This is a really big piece of the work that I do with my clients is we look at, okay, there's this part of you that believes she doesn't have time to date. She doesn't have time for a relationship. And what's driving that? What's underneath that? oh, well, my past relationships have really felt like this. So they did require a lot of energy. They felt like a burden. It was a lot to manage. Maybe it was more toxic and it was like constant fighting and having to prove yourself and having to go through all these these conflicts and these arguments. Yeah, that's going to suck your energy. But that's not just because you've experienced that does not mean that that's the only way relationships are. That's just simply your experience up until this point. So when you take a look at those beliefs that are driving your experience, you have the opportunity to work with them, to rewire them, to doing the proper integration work, to to move into something different, to come into the belief of, I get to have a partner who actually opens up more time and energy in my life. I don't have to do everything on my own and it doesn't make me weak to allow a partner to support me. I can be a strong independent woman and have a relationship that nourishes me with a partner who I trust to care for me and sometimes take care of me and sometimes provide and protect. I can still do that for myself and I'm comfortable enough with myself and empowered enough with myself that I can allow that in. That's the potential of relationship. It does not have to 
suck you dry and be such a burden. It has the potential to be this beautiful source of energy and and it's like life-giving and inspiring and supportive. But it's not going to be that until you align with that with that story. You start telling that story about love. So, where do we begin? I encourage you to start by reflecting where in your life, what in what relationships did you take on the role as caretaker? And there can be a really beautiful way that we show up as the caretaker, as the feminine in this really nurturing, beautiful energy. And there can be a way in which we take on the caretaking role from a less centered, less empowered space within ourselves where we feel, again, like we are more worthy and valuable if I am contributing to this relationship by tending to, taking care of, fixing, helping, mothering, in a sense, this person. And a lot of times it will look like that mental and emotional load will take on the mental emotional toll from our partner and will carry it as as our own. We will feel responsible for it. I'm now responsible. This usually happens unconsciously. So maybe it doesn't show up in these exact words, but the feeling is I'm responsible for how my partner feels, for their happiness, for if they feel anxious, I need to fix that. If, um, you know, they're saying I did something wrong, I need to fix that for them. If um, they're feeling like they're not good enough, it's like we carry this mental, emotional load for them. And, and that is a really heavy, heavy load. Like it's a lot to carry. It's a, it takes a big toll on us. I already have to manage my own. I, it's a lot to manage someone else's. Constantly tending to someone else's needs, constantly um, having to think 10 steps ahead to think of their needs. And the truth is, this isn't a healthy dynamic. This isn't how healthy relationships function. So take a moment, reflect on when have I taken on that caretaker role? When have I taken on the responsibility of a partner's well-being, uh, mental or, or emotional well-being and, and like managing, essentially? When, when have I tried to manage some my partner's emotions and their, their needs? Why did I take that on as mine to manage? Why did I make myself responsible for that? And then from there, we get to look at, okay, so that was my experience in these past dynamics. And how did that shape the patterns moving forward and how I approach dating and how I think about dating and how I approach and show up in relationship? Often what we do, excuse the horn, I don't know if you could hear that. Often what we do is project our past experience on the current. No surprise here, right? So if I have this belief because of my past experience that I'm expected to tend to my partner's emotions, let's just say for an example, I'm going to project that onto my partner, whether or not that's true and they are expecting that or not. 
And that will continue to be my experience, which is why we have these reoccurring themes in our relationships, which is why it feels so frustrating. It can feel so frustrating to experience that same theme again and again. And then the even deeper issue here is that we each time we project that theme, we experience the theme again, it becomes more true to us. We get to confirm to ourselves, I knew it. I have to take care of everyone. Men aren't capable of just functioning. You know, it's like we confirm it, rooting, digging that belief, unhelpful belief, deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into us. So then we start to look at the reoccurring patterns. We get to look at these themes that are happening. And once we start to identify that, we can start to say, okay, that's actually not how I want to experience relationship. And then this is the process that Radiant Relationship Academy takes you through, is how do you no longer repeat those patterns and those themes and actually rewire them. The approach we take is an embodied approach, meaning it's a a full, um, yeah, we really consider, I'm like, how do I explain this in like a sentence? It's, we take it, we take into consideration the nervous system and we take into consideration the subconscious and through a step-by-step process you can actually rewire your your ways of being your the the way you actually want to experience men and and love and dating and relationship and align yourself to that by doing the proper work to get there and really devoting yourself to the commitment it takes to get there and so I think of a really it's something to leave you with today. How do we where do we go from here? How do we how do we um, kind of change this? If this is really resonating with you and you're like, you know what? It's not really about having the time. It's that I don't really like who I am when I'm in a relationship or I don't I don't like the patterns that have happened up until this point with dating and relationship. It's like if I had this relationship that feels nourishing and supportive, I've got time for that. So start there with with beginning to discern between genuinely prioritizing and managing your time properly versus using lack of time as a defense mechanism. So can you see how saying I don't have the time is just simply a way to protect ourselves, protect ourselves from that thing in the past happening again? And that's wise and intelligent of our nervous system. It's just not the most helpful in moving forward. So prioritize your time, value your time. I'm sure you have a lot going on, things that are important to you. Show up to those things. But if you want an incredibly beautiful experience in love, you also get to prioritize love. You get to prioritize yourself. And that might help if you view it in that way of, I'm prioritizing myself enough to go on this date tonight because I deserve it. And I'm going to have some fun and I'm going to allow myself to be treated to dinner tonight prioritize yourself enough to get support and do the work I'm speaking to around rewiring these patterns so that you can actually have and attract in and sustain that healthy, secure, fulfilling relationship. Prioritize yourself enough to take something off your plate that maybe doesn't need to be a top priority right now so that you have the space for love, for intimacy, for dating, for relationships. And it's the and when I say you get to have the space for dating, love, relationships. It's 
the type of relationship and love that is healthy and secure. We don't have the space. We don't have the time. <laughs> we are not available to just those insecure, toxic um, dynamics of the past. That's a no. That's a no for us. And then another piece I'll leave you with is trusting your boundaries. So if you've had that pattern or currently have that pattern of taking on the caretaker, managing your partner's feelings and needs, having and and building proper boundaries is a really great place to start because it helps you to trust yourself that you're not going to do that again. Like I'm not, again, we're a no to that. We're not available to that. And that's what a boundary supports you in is identifying what you're available for and what you're not available for. And um, we just had last, this week actually, in our current round of Radiant Relationship Academy, we are diving into boundaries and the way that I teach in the program about boundaries is external boundaries and internal boundaries. And I believe that Manda and I have talked about this on the podcast before, but essentially, you know, we, we can't always rely on an external boundary. That's the typical boundaries we hear about of, hey, can't come tonight or hey, don't speak to me like that or like the, when we communicate the boundary. That doesn't always work, right? Because people can choose to not honor the boundary. People can walk all over our boundaries. That's more based on them and how they, um, you know, their availability to boundaries than it is about ourselves. So when the external boundary doesn't work, what do we do? We use an internal boundary and that's more energetic and emotional than it is like physical or I don't even need to use words. So it's something I can rely on. It's something that I can always trust is my own internal boundaries. When I develop them and I cultivate them, it's my ability to filter through what's yours and what's mine, what I'm willing to take on and what I'm not. I don't have to internalize that. I don't have to make that mean this. You know, I don't have to make that mean that I'm not good enough when a guy ghosts me. I can I can filter through, oh, that's more about how he feels and his his nervous system capacity and his ability to be in conflict than it is about me. Maybe that should be a whole episode about ghosting, like what why people ghost and how to deal, how to deal with it. Maybe we'll do that. For today, that's that's what I've got for you. Short and sweet. I hope you're able to take something away from this. Whatever it is that you took away from it today, I'd love to hear about it. Send me a DM at Malia underscore Manning on Instagram. And this is the new story belief around relationship that you're stepping into. You ready for it? Relationships add value to my life. With a healthy relationship, I get to experience more of what I love. Finding someone to do life with actually opens up more time in my life. That's a wrap. Thanks for being here. We will talk to you next week.